Welcome to the Restless Hearts Podcast. I am Father Ray DeLugos, an Augustinian friar and Vice President for Mission and Ministry and Director of the Grace J. Palmisano Center for Campus Ministry at Merrimack College. The Restless Hearts Podcast is an opportunity to share reflections on our spiritual journey through life. In the first of these podcasts, I introduced our call to be fully human and not less than human or more than human in response to our experiences. I would like to focus on how the invitation to be fully human comes to us in the very painful experiences of loss that evoke the emotion of sadness. The emotion of sadness just may be, more than any other, the most powerful invitation we may get to be human. And that is because sadness in response to loss is all about love. Sadness reveals love, and it is love that makes us truly and fully human. Anyone who has been alive for more than a few seconds has experienced loss and the sadness that inevitably accompanies it. And if you have been alive for 20 or 40 or 60 or 80 or 100 years, the amount of loss we have experienced is staggering. It is a truth about life that we all have a very hard time accepting that whatever we have, whatever we receive, whatever we love, we will somehow, some way, lose. We lose our toys, our pets, our parents, our siblings, our friends, our homes, our communities, our jobs, our work, our things. Many, if not all of us, were taught at some point that there is no use crying over spilled milk. But I want to suggest that there is every use in crying over spilled milk and every other loss we experience. The milk, after all, is worthy of our tears, and our sadness is worth feeling to keep us from growing cold and numb in response to all loss. But sadness hurts. It is uncomfortable. It reveals our powerlessness, our fragility, our vulnerability. So many of us have learned that sadness is a sign of weakness, that we have to suck it up, be strong, and not be burdened by its weight or burden others with the futility of restoring what was lost. There seems to me that there is a strong correlation between the depth of sadness that we feel and the depth of our love for what we have lost. And among the most tragic of ways to avoid, deny, suppress, or repress the depth of our sadness is to somehow deny the depth of our love. We tell ourselves all kinds of things to do this, like we can get along fine without whatever or whoever we have lost, that we might replace them, and then even our religious faith that they are in a better place serve to minimize our love in order to minimize sadness. But there is no doubt that facing loss and experiencing sadness can be painful and complicated. Loss of any kind leaves a hole in our lives, a dark, empty space that had once been filled with someone or something we loved. We may try to avoid that hole for fear that we will be swallowed by it and overwhelmed such that the sadness will never relent and the darkness will never lift. Or we may just avoid it so as to get on with life, 
to soldier on without being slowed down by grief or sadness. Or we may try to fill that hole up with activity, comfort, or even attempts to replace what we have lost. None of these strategies really work, and all of them will keep us from accepting the invitation to be fully human contained in the experience of loss. Instead of avoiding the dark, empty space left in our lives by loss, we might try, when we are ready, to enter that space and be in it, be in the darkness and the emptiness. If you can be there with someone else, all the better, but enter the space and see if the eyes of your mind and heart don't adjust to the darkness and find that what seemed empty is actually filled with memories, filled with love, and leaving you with gratitude where there had been sadness. As St. Paul tells us in his great hymn to love in his first letter to the Corinthians, all things pass away except love. Love never ends. Let me share two examples from my own experience of loss and sadness to see if these don't help us see how these experiences can lead us to be more fully human. I came to Merrimack in 2008. In order to do so, I left a job and a place that I truly loved. I had lived in Canada for nine years, working at a place called the Southdown Institute. It was a great job. I loved it. I loved the people I worked with. I loved the community we formed. I loved the hard and difficult but challenging and rewarding work that we did. When I came to Merrimack, I chose to. I didn't leave against my will. I was ready. I wanted to. But I didn't know how much I missed and was grieving the loss of that job, the loss of that community, the loss of that challenge. In 2010, the Winter Olympics were held in Vancouver, Canada. And I was watching the opening ceremonies alone, but I was watching them. It's good that I was alone, I guess, because as I saw these opening ceremonies celebrate Canada, a place I loved and had left and therefore had lost, I couldn't stop crying. It wasn't so much that I was remembering Canada. I was remembering the wonderful experiences that I had, the wonderful relationships that I had, and the love that I enjoyed while I lived there for nine years. I cried and cried and cried. And in the end, I realized that I had not really grieved leaving Canada in order to come to Merrimack. But having done that, I found myself more free than ever to be able to embrace life here at Merrimack, to find it exhilarating and enjoyable, to find in the experiences the kind of love that I had experienced in Canada, and to find challenges that I found as rewarding as the ones I felt in Canada. I was grateful now for all that I had experienced in Canada and therefore able to be engaged and fully present to life here at Merrimack College. The second experience that I'd want to share occurred last winter, 
2019, when I accompanied a group of our students on one of our SEND service trips to Nazareth Farms, West Virginia. It's a beautiful experience. Nazareth Farms is in the hills of, of West Virginia, and even though it was winter, there was a stunning beauty about it. Each morning when we woke up, we would gather with the rest of the community at Nazareth Farms for morning prayer, and then we would do chores around the farm. One morning, I was with a group of people whose chore it was to rake leaves and debris out of a drainage ditch that ran along the side of a road to keep it from flooding as water would rush down the hillsides. It was raking leaves, not very exciting. We raked the leaves out and we put them in large tarps. And then when the tarp was full with leaves, several of us would pick up the tarp and carry it to the compost pile. As we were carrying that tarp full of leaves, it struck me how much like a funeral this was, carrying someone we had lost to the cemetery. And then it occurred to me that indeed the leaves we were carrying had given up their lives for us. Leaves, as we all know, clean our air, transform our carbon dioxide into oxygen, and make it possible for us to breathe and to live. And as we were carrying those leaves to their final resting place, where they would return to the earth from which they came, I felt the need to acknowledge and honor the sacrifice they had made for me and was filled with gratitude for all they had given me as we carried them to their final resting place. Later that day, we were on a work site and we were tearing down a barn. And my job was to pick up the wood and throw it in a dumpster. Again, I realized that wood had once been a living tree that had given up its life so that we could build our barns and houses. Worthy of loss, worthy of grief, worthy of mourning, and worthy of gratitude. When we approach loss that way, willing to enter its sadness and feel the pain and uncomfortability and the powerlessness that comes with it, we just might discover how human we are to feel that loss and to allow the sadness to lead us to gratitude that will make us even more connected with ourselves, with one another, and with the world around us. And that might be what it means to be fully human.